Welcome to Ty's Talk Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Woosley, and with me is co-host Justin Abbott. We are your immersion into the world of bodybuilding. Let's dive in. What is going on, guys? Episode three, again, probably a little overdue. Just things have been crazy, um, but we have a really good episode here. Um, As always, I have on co-host Justin Abbott and special guest, Tamira, newly crowned IFBB pro Malone. So I figured this this would be a good podcast to kind of go over um, USA's, which was about a month ago now. Um, We'll kind of go through both their prep and the process and show day, and then we'll go through um, questions that you guys have had. So Tamira, how does it feel, first off, being a being a new newly crowned IFBB pro? God, um, it feels amazing, y'all, for real. But more pressure. <laughs> yeah. So for you guys that don't know, Tamira did the Arkansas State Show July 23rd. And then she did USA's the week after, where she won. And so Tamira was in Tamira was in the overall USA's and honestly, she should have won. I'm like, she should have won the overall, but it's whatever. So she goes and does her pro debut and gets third, which is like rare. You you don't really see that. Like people do their pro debuts. Right. And and arguably like could have been second. Um, And and she's close to that first spot. So just like one more offseason and she's in the Olympia. So it's like super impressive, like from amateur to pro to pro debut, like that quick. Um, Tamara, were you like surprised at all? Or were you like, um, I mean, you can be honest, you ain't gotta be humble. Like, did you know that like this was gonna happen? Uh, The pro, the Vegas show, yeah. I knew I was getting my pro card in Vegas. Yeah. Um, I knew I would have to fight for the overall. Honestly, I I thought I had the overall and then when they didn't call my number, I had to still smile. But it is what it is. And then, uh, but Texas, I was blown away. I was, I, I, I expected first call outs, but I was not prepared for. Yeah. Well, just, Justin was there sitting with me and like, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I knew you were going to get first call out as well, but I didn't know what to expect just because like, I've never had a figure pro compete yet. So I haven't really like studied much upon it, but like when you came out in your fleet, I was like, oh, she's about to be in the running. <laughs> Justin was like, Justin was like over there, like drooling, like what the hell? Like you look nuts. Like you had the most impressive conditioning and lines on that stage. Like the only reason you didn't get your Olympia qualification is because that chick's been doing it a long time and she had a little more muscle. So, um, I, but to be honest, I would much rather be in your position than than the first and second place position because structurally and potential wise, like you have the chance to be Miss Figure Olympia, I think. Um, So, but what made, so we've worked together for like what, a little less than a year now, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I think, no, a little over a year. Yeah, because it was your, yeah. Yeah, so it was your birthday. Yeah, last year on my birthday, you snatched me up. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not going to say I recruited you, but like we definitely had people out there trying to get us linked up for a while. Yeah. Um, what, like, so what was your mindset? Like, what was what was different between the prep when we did nationals together and you got fifth to USA and Texas one? Like, which, do you feel like your training got better? Do you feel like you just like got better as like, you know, like athletes, like 
get mature like mentally? Do you feel yeah. like you were more locked in or do you just feel like it was the time needed? Both. Um, I would say Orlando 2021 really woke me up when I got first call outs because I bet I wasn't expecting. I was still nervous. I didn't know what to expect. Um, I was having like anxiety from placing and nothing from 2020 nationals. So um, that Orlando, I was, I didn't know what, I was just there. And then when I got fifth, I was like, oh shoot, like this could really happen. So going into that off season from December to July of yeah. this year, um, you, it's like, you kind of, you, you were watching me with everything. I, I didn't miss a meal. I didn't miss, I, I actually rested more. My confidence was, was up more. I was okay. Posing. So I was just really just focused on what I needed to improve on. Cause I knew that I wasn't going to keep doing nationals 20 times to get a pro card. Yeah. That was not going to be me. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's, it's cool because like I, I knew of you, I've always known of you because I know like your potential, but it's like not a lot of people knew about you. And it's like the Texas pro all of a sudden you come out of nowhere and get third. And like, I see like all kinds of people posting about, you know, I'm like, you were like overnight, like no one knew. And now everyone knows uh, Tamira Malone. So. Right. Who was this chick? Where'd she come from? Yeah. Um, Tamara, did your training change at all this all season? Did you actually like, I think one of the key things that changed were my, definitely my leg workouts changed. Um, we were more glute and hamstring focused. That was one of the things that I was lagging um, in Orlando. And then um, my delts, that, that so changed So what, what well. specifically, like, tell me what movements you were doing before and what movements you started doing, incorporating, were you more like, you know, I don't want to say like bikini style workouts, like bands and stuff like that. And then like you, transition to more like heavy compounds or like what was the I, difference in your training? I will say I, I know I know Tamara you can answer this but I know we were doing way more volume this prep and I feel like you responded yeah. really really well to volume but yeah what movement specifically did we change to because I, I off the top of my head I can't even like what was your bread and butter lunges I know that sounds really yeah. simple for real oh, like oh, lunges yeah it makes yeah work. like people think you have to do like 15 different leg workouts for your legs to grow and you don't it's so basic my leg regiment now versus um last year i have one leg day one um as opposed to the three that i had before and there's ba lunges my leg days, my leg day consists of lunges leg press leg extensions and stiff leg dumbbell deadlifts. That's my leg workout. So it's really simple, really basic. Um, now I do have, you know, a couple of glute days where they're glute focused, they're not leg focused. So definitely the changes were in my, like I said, my leg, my leg day changed. And then my shoulder workout, I have three shoulder workouts. And if you go back and look at the pictures from from nationals in Orlando to nationals this year to even Texas, just within that three weeks time span between the between what was it the Arkansas and Texas, my my delts even changed within those three weeks. But I, I only have three three shoulder workouts, yeah. not days, not shoulder. I have three. It's lat raises. So lateral exercises. So so exercises. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That thing's just three leg three three shoulder exercises, and yeah, it's just in a week. In a week, okay. and it's in it's in conjunction with my uh, chest day. So you think maybe in the, before you were just overtraining, or maybe 
absolutely overtraining because people always told me that my shoulder my shoulders have the potential to grow mm -hmm. so that would give me tons of shoulder workouts yeah i also um to, so like moving forward like i think like the only difference like obviously like shoulders like we still need bigger shoulders um, we do rounder shoulders and then just like like some back thickness yeah typically like lower lats but like other than that like you had the best legs, you had the best posterior chain, period, on that stage. So it's like, it's it's just like you're in a really good spot, like to where like those are easy to like bring up. You know what I'm saying? You can bring your back up. Like I feel like back's one of those things is very easy to bring up um, as long as you're like executing movements. Um, so, yeah, so you're in the army. So basically post-show, like we didn't really plan on doing another show anyways, a pro show. Um, but like, even if we had wanted to, cause like a lot of people are like, why didn't she keep going? It's cause she ships out a few days after the Texas pro, right? Yeah. Like got home Sunday from Sunday night and shipped out Thursday morning that same week. Yeah. And you're still there. Still here for another two weeks. And bored. Man. Overrated. <laughs> the, gym decent, the gym looks decent. Yeah. The gym is pretty straight. Uh, it, there are four gyms here on base. So I, right within the closest gym is literally across the street from my apartment so it's wake up it's i mean my routine has not changed yeah has good. not um wake up gym come home prepare my food for the day and i'm out off the class by seven o'clock in the morning gotta be a class at 7 30 so yeah. same regimen still able to train eat sleep repeat literally in that order well good thank you for those like training camp then yeah and the, i think the best thing here is that there is no distractions you know what i mean is people you know it's it's sometimes it's better to kind of get away and train that way no one is really kind of asking you questions or bothering you and i hate to say it like that but you're you have a different mindset because it's just you and you get to separate all the stuff back home just being here and train i will say the hard the, that's the easiest thing the hardest thing is staying out your head going like coming right out of a show like i really didn't get a chance to transition mentally um from coming from being so lean coming out here and being afraid of quote unquote messing up you know what i'm saying that's probably the hardest thing which you've done really good i saw your photos every week and i'm like it's probably like the best reverse you've, you've had so that's Nice to see. I don't have to put up with the bad reverse because those are. That was, that was one of the things he was talking about while I was with him. He was like, "Man, Tamara's shipping out." I was like, he's like, "I don't know how she's gonna how she's gonna do it, but I hope she does." That. I said, "Oh, she'll do it." Yeah, because the issue is, is like it's not so much like the weight that like someone puts on, but it's like if someone like gains twenty pounds post show, it's like you can't even like get that off almost like. Like you gain those, I normally see with women, like they gain it and they hold it. So it's like, they don't ever like lose that back. The body just kind of catches up with them. So it's like, I don't know. It's just kind of a hard process with women. Like if guys blow up, like they drop the water in like a week, you know, two weeks. Yeah, but do you see like, is there a difference like with men and women as far as like, say it's not really even a bad blow up, like it's not super watery, even though like you may manipulate a diuretics or whatever, you might have a little water for a little while. But do you notice, like, say, four weeks post-show, if a guy is up 20 pounds versus a girl up 20 pounds, is it normally a better-looking 20 pounds? Well, the guy looks way better. Like, no matter how big the girl is, like, putting, like, 20 pounds of, like, bad 
you know, reverse weight on just never looks, you know, amazing. So, and it's, it's, it's always like. I think it's more hormone driven. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Like for sure. Like women are so hormone driven that it's like, dude, they get so depleted. And like, if you really go to that lean spot, it's, you can only add food at like such a, like a rate. Like if you're at, you try to add like hundred carbs out the gate, like they blow up. Yeah. So it's kind of tricky with chicks. Um, so you, you do have, you, you pretty much have two different philosophies on post-show for guys and women pretty much. Yeah. And I think that's like something I'm going to talk about, like probably at the seminar is like, you have to know the client too, like post-show, like if you know a client is like, so let's, let's just use, let's just say this is you, obviously it's not you, but I'm just going to say, okay, so Justin is post-show and he is going to cheat on his diet. Like he, I know he is right. So is it better off to restrict you more slowly add the food or do I just push food hard? So you're not as hungry and not cheating as much. Well, so you have to know what kind of athlete they're you're still dealing gonna with. Cheat, you know? like, it's a, well, I don't feel like they probably, they probably won't cheat as much if their food's higher. Yeah. So it's like, you have to kind of know who you're like yeah. talking to and like with you, like obviously whatever I put on the plane you do, but um, yeah, you just kind of know with women. So if you know your client is going to, is going to, is more likely to not follow the regimen, you go ahead and allow them to to eat more? Yeah, I will push their food up higher because it's like, then they're not going to be as hungry because they're going to cheat either way. And if you're like restricting them a ton still, like they're probably going to have five cheat meals rather than two, you know? So it's like, you might as well just push their food high. Um, But yeah, let's, so we'll get into Justin's um, uh, show too. So Justin took fifth at Nationals in 2021 and we decided i'll say we i decided (laughs) that he should do usa's because i really was like you know we got fifth and i think i saw the the changes he was making in his body and i was like wow like i mean who can beat you you know um obviously like the two the the guy that won i kind of didn't realize he was doing it to like the end but i knew justin would be in the running still and justin got fourth so like that's like a good you know placing so if you look at like that super heavy class that he's been in the last two shows it's probably like two of the best super heavy classes i've seen yeah they were yeah so um like i mean look at like the super heavies at north americans and north the heavyweights yeah. heavy at north americans like it was like not that great so <laughs> we just kind of like pick a show that like if he would have north americans he, he probably could have got second or first honestly definitely top three for sure so which we all know it's like when you do a, a show anyways it's just like a matter of who shows up but um justin did look way way improved in such a short amount of time and i probably shouldn't have pushed him into usa's um i probably should have gave him more time but i also think it was like kind of good because like his name is like very known now it like, is like so a lot of people know who he is the judges know who he is like they've seen his faces they've seen his face at, at nationals they've seen his face at junior nationals and they've seen his face at usa's which reminds me we did junior nationals i think he was like four weeks out weren't you usa's i was six weeks out okay yeah yeah and so he wasn't even fully in shape like he was probably like 70 percent, honestly and we were like hey like i'm going to junior nationals and i have a bunch of clients there why don't you do it like, I think you can win. And he won his class and lost overall. It was very close. We would have been 10% better. It, he would have won hands down. Um, 
which is fine. You know, that wasn't our, our big goal anyways, but. Well, the uh, thing is we didn't manipulate anything going in. Yeah. We just kind of threw him on stage. We we're like, okay, let's go win this overall. So, um, so yeah, I mean, he's got a fifth place at nationals now, a first place at junior nationals and a fourth place at USA. So it's just a matter of time with Justin too. Um, I think like a good, like, solid year and a half probably I you know I say that but his body responds amazing so it could be a year who knows but we're definitely going to wait to put him on stage again where it's like he shows up and then it's like okay who's getting second place yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah so um what were your expectations of USA's like let's say the week of like you know who's doing it you know who's did you feel like you were in a position to win I knew that we would be undersized we'd be beaten size wise just like just overall look like mass wise, but I knew what's still, no matter what, nobody, no matter what anybody says, was as conditioned as us, period, as hard as us, dry as us, whatever. But I honestly thought that we could have been one, maybe even two spots closer, uh, to be honest. So I was still, even going in, like I was still confident. Like, of course, you want to win, but you're also like, Gonna do as best I could, and it was fun. And now that we know more about my body, about restricting water and stuff like that, because yeah, for nationals we didn't restrict water at all. Yeah, which it's it's a, I mean, no matter what anyone says, like a coach is not gonna nail it every time on the first time. So like I did push nationals, I pushed water with Justin, and he was still peeled, but like you could see like his midsection could have been better, Mm -hmm. um, because we tried to like keep him full with some fluid. Well, this time we restricted water, and he was like nasty shredded i probably could have had him a little fuller um but it's like you know you don't want to like over push and then it's like you 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 miss out on the best thing that you bring like you you try to we try to get too full and then you don't look as conditioned which condition is our strong point so um i i felt like you could have been second really i feel like four third second was all right there um i think that stew guy looked really good um I, when I saw him in pre-judging, I knew he was going to win the overall. And then I saw him at finals. I, I actually didn't think he was going to win the overall. I think he came back not as, as good, but like he definitely deserved that class. Um, but I think with just like, you're only 25. So, which is crazy. Um, so Wait, think- you got way more time than I do in this, in this, in this sport. I got to hurry up. I'm almost 34. <laughs> I think 30s are prime bodybuilding. That's why I think that like 35 and over master pro card, I think it's stupid as shit. Like to me, like when I'm 35 years old, I- I'm still going to be growing. Like I feel like when you're in your mid 30s, you still are making good progress. Yeah. And you should be able to hang with the, the open guys. I've-, I've never liked the 35 and over pro cards. It just like you should be hanging with the big dogs still. But yeah, I think it's a cop out. What is low? Um, so Justin, before I get on to like our questions for everyone, what are you gonna do moving forward? Like, do you feel like just it's a time thing for you? Um, or or do you are you doing anything different this offseason than normal? Mm, right now, I know it's just a time thing. I'm not gonna I'm gonna train the same and stuff like that. Pull back maybe a little bit on the training. Um, just having fun right now, but I can tell that like, my body's a little run down. So we're kind of we're running some things backwards a little bit. I'm gonna do that for a little while and then uh we're going to have a big, long offseason, and we're not going to hear, oh, he's, you know, you're young, you just need a little bit more time, or you just need a little more upper body. We're not going to hear that anymore. We're going to hear, you know, new IFBB pro Justin Abbott next time. So Right. And Justin's one of those guys who, like, 
you know, you have your clients that like, they fizzle out, like you, you go like a year or two years and it's like, okay, you start getting bored, like eating the same foods, doing the same training, like yada, yada, but Justin's like, not that guy. He just, I thought I loved bodybuilding, but he probably loves bodybuilding like five times as much as me. His schedule is like crazy. Like it's like, wake up, bodybuilding, go to sleep, bodybuilding. So that's why he's good. And that's why he's made as much progress as he has. But looking forward to obviously y'all's next shows. Um, hopefully Tamir will be getting an Olympia qualification and you'll be, you know, winning the overall national show. There's two seminars. The All South is, is September 17th in Arkansas. Um, I have nine clients that are competing in it. So it'll be a big show for us. And then after pre-judging, we have a like, um, like a coaching question kind of thing. So like people stick around and ask me and like a few other coaches some questions. Um, and that'd be pretty cool. And then Sunday at Justin's gym where he's part owner at Rough House Fitness, um, myself, Trey Hodge, and Justin will be doing a like, you know, training slash coaching slash nutritional seminar. I'm not sure what it'll entail. I think it's just gonna be like whatever everyone wants to hear. Um, do we know what time that is yet? Yeah, we're going to start at like 12. So noon on the 18th, Conway Roughhouse Fitness. It'll be fun. Um, Trey Hodge was my coach at one time. Super smart. He's a chiropractor. Owns like two practices. Several Olympians. Um, very, very good on the training aspect of stuff like injury prevention. Things like that. So um, that'll be a fun one. I'm looking forward to both of those. It's going to be a long weekend. I'm like... Nine clients, nine, nine clients and two seminars. Here we go. So all bodybuilding. Tamara, you'll be there at the, the seminar. Yes, like I we should I ship back home on the 16th. So I'm coming in late Friday night. So okay. I'll be there. Yeah, uh, Tamara's doing the um trophies, the overalls, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'll be presenting all the overall trophies at the show. So I'll be there all day. Well, no, that night for sure. Cool. And then I'll be at Rough House on Sunday with you guys. Yeah, it'll be your first time being a Rough House, huh? Yes, I'm super excited. Cool. Your your uh, your husband came. Uh, and I think he was more excited than I am. And I'm like, how? He's like, I'm going to go ahead and get a membership. And you just have to figure it out when you get back home. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, we'll, we'll hook y'all up. Um, anyways, so yeah, that's a seminar. I hope everybody can come out. We're going to have food and everything like that. Of course, it's going to be healthy food like chicken and rice beef and rice and Ooh, stuff like that um, yeah, everybody's coming up i have to i'm gonna have my uh my dog so someone's gonna be babysitting during the seminar well, you can bring them in the gym it'd be fine <laughs> go ahead and get to your questions first because i only had like a couple but i know you put that thing on your story so yeah. let's just roll um, through those this is kind of a long one but it can be real simple um it's a guy asked one of the most underrated and overrated exercise of each muscle group. So if you want to just run through, maybe. <laughs> do you know that, um, do you know that exercise where you, um, you're standing and you have the cables right here and you're like curling like this? Yeah. The front oh, like, yeah. The yeah. I, um, well, people can't see the video, but like, imagine like you're standing in between a cable crossover, you have the cables up, and you're doing curls, like with two arms, with single. Like you're doing a front double bicep. Yeah. Yes. So I feel like that's a very, very like, I don't know. Overrated? Yeah, very overrated exercise that like you don't even see a lot of people do because like it's the mechanism on it. It just doesn't make any sense. Like 
you're putting your arms out um, in a spot that like they're not even comfortable. You always want to be curling like where your arms are like curling naturally. Mm. So it's just kind of like why even do that exercise? Um, most underrated to me, which just may not be underrated, but I think the T-bar row, the incline T-bar row is like the, the best freaking back exercise ever, like for back thickness overall, because- Chest supported, right? Yeah, you're right. Because your chest is supported the whole movement. And if you're driving your chest in the ground, you get so much, um, you don't get any um, momentum. So it's like you're pulling and it almost like you can't cheat it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's why I think that's like made the most progress on my back. So I don't know if it's underrated because I'm like, this is really underrated, but it's like probably the one of the better exercises. I like. It's probably one of the most underrated, but also probably one of the most performed incorrectly exercises. Yes. That's probably why it's more um, underrated because even Mike Vinwick is like, when we hit a, like when you're a bodybuilder, you're going to hit a back lat spread and you want to show your Christmas tree so you contract your back. Every time you do that, you actually throw your chest forward and your head forward. So why would you not do that on that movement? Because that's what that movement is actually simulating. So a lot of people want to pull their heads back and neck back and have everything contracted. But realistically, you want to have that lean forward to get full scapular retraction and then you'll get full scapular protraction. And so it literally just wraps around. It, you know, it actually makes the movement better. But anyways, probably... Um, I won't actually give exercise names. What I will do is say the most underrated exercises are the ones that have you most braced. The better a bracing is for an exercise, the better the exercise overall is. So like if you can brace and like make sure like that muscle is moving the weight, that's better than an exercise that isn't braced. So like maybe like a barbell row compared to a chest supported T-bar row like Todd's talking about. I would say that's how I would go underrated versus overrated. Anything overrated, like Dorian, you know, he had a great back. He did barbell rows. Well, Dorian had a great back anyways. He probably could have done, hell, I don't know, anything and probably grew his back. So that's what I would go overrated is anything that's not really good braced and underrated is anything that's braced really good. Can we just hop on the cardio side really quickly? I'm not quite sure, but I... One thing I've seen, especially when it comes to um, females, regardless as to what, if you're bodybuilding or not, but even bodybuilders, um, regardless as to what division, kickbacks on the Stairmaster are so, first of all, that's not even a thing. Um, oh, it's not a thing. I, that, and I, I'm speaking from experience. I was one of those people. Kickbacks on the Stairmaster, going sideways, backwards, doing all these different movements on the Stairmaster, thinking that you're growing your glutes. Um, that's, it's called steady state for a reason. So I, I would say that is one of the most, I wouldn't even say it's overrated. It's just incorrect that I see a lot of females, uh, do in terms of trying to get their group, their glutes to grow. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I don't like the Stairmaster kickbacks or the walking backwards or like the lunges or like any of that. I'm like, just do the, how it's made. Oh, an another good silly one I see is. You ever see people, you know that, you know that leg press, the, um, the one like from the bottom, that's like, vertical leg press. huh? The vertical leg press? No, not vertical. Um, the one that's, um, we, we used to use it, the old rough house building. We always did leg press on it. The one that you put the plates on the front. Oh, you're talking about a, uh, horizontal leg press. Yes. Horizontal leg press. I see people doing rows. Yeah. 
on that what? machine. Yes, like they grab the handles and they that's rope. The guy, that's the guy session ain't no special. Yeah, I'm like, you do a million other rows and you're going to row on a leg press? That's crazy. What do you think about bikini slash wellness critique? You're too hard slash too conditioned. Um, so like bikini, like I've definitely seen girls that have been too conditioned. Like mm. if you're showing hamstring, you're likely not going to win. Like you, you, the girls in bikini are very lean. They are. The ones that win national, that are winning national shows are very lean. They have a very, very prominent glute tie-in. Now they're not, they don't have hams and they shouldn't have like veins running all up and down their body. Um, so like, yes, I can definitely see there, but wellness, like those girls are getting peeled. So like, I think the only thing they don't want there is they don't obviously want like to see your like hamstrings like dug out, you know what I'm saying? But like anything before that, like you see those girls, their tie-in is like next level and their condition is amazing. So like, I can see a judge saying like, you're too conditioned if you're not meeting that criteria. Um, but more so than not, like most of these girls are not able to get into that shape anyways. Um, so yeah, I just, I just, I, I think that's like fine as long as you're not showing a hamstring. I don't think they'll say you're too conditioned, honestly. Uh, one of my questions is, do you think going pro in bikini requires PB use? No, definitely not. Two or three of my bikini girls that turned pro are not enhanced. Um, now, do I think that you can win an Olympia naturally? No. Like, I think you have to have top of the line genetics to win a pro card naturally. Like you need to have prominent glutes and a skinny, tiny little waist. So like, obviously like, are most of those bikini girls on PEDs? Yes, for sure. Um, but I think it's very obtainable to, to get a pro card naturally if you're, if you have the genetics for it. You, would you consider that probably the only, one of the only women's classes that you could probably turn pro without PDUs? Uh, I'd say for the most part, but dude, I have this figure chick that's natural and I'm like, she could maybe go pro naturally. So, but for the most part, no, like figure women's physique bodybuilding is going to require PEDs. Um, I think there's obviously like always going to be a freak that may not need them. I mean, like, look at, you know, the, I turned the classic guy pro two years ago, naturally, uh, Ryan Freighter. So like, I think there's like instances, but no, for the most part, I think sadly just where the sport is like <laughs> peds are probably required um the other one i had was what we think about competitors who choose to edit their bodies on stage photos so i'm gonna go against the the crowd here and like to me like like people can do whatever they want with their photos you know what i'm saying like i don't care if someone's editing their stage photos you know if you want to see how someone looks, just go to their NPC news online. Those aren't edited. What they post on their Instagram is, is their business. Like, yes, like it can be deceiving and like whatnot, but like, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm to the point, like I'm, I'm maturity. I'm like, whatever they want to do, like it's their Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Well, they're, they're talking about editing as far as like structure and stuff like that. They're not talking yeah. about like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like filters, like a filter. Yeah, no, no, not filter, like structurally, like, you know, like making their ass bigger, like, et cetera. Yeah, the Photoshop thing for a stage photo, this is a little ridiculous, but the structure thing, I mean, hell, even, you know, the photos that you're paying for a lot of times with these photographers, you're 
edited anyway. So it just, I mean, it is what it is. And, and a lot a lot of people aren't thinking about it like this too. If you're going to try to make a, a professional career out of the sport, your marketing is your Instagram or your social media. So you want it to look as good as possible. And if, you know, you want to make it to where you're, promoting yourself in a way that you could be valuable to a company or maybe to your online coaching business or something like that. So that's part of the game. But as far as like Photoshop and everything like that, that's totally, I think that's kind of, kind of out there. Uh, so Mary, did you have any questions or you didn't put up a box, did you? I didn't put up a box, but I do want to piggyback kind of what you just said. I mean, mm-hmm. I've never, I've never personally, um, Photoshop any of my photos as a, as far as structure. Now, of course, I've thrown filters on Instagram. Who hasn't? But I've never had. I've never changed my structure for a photo on on any social media. But for advertisement purposes, a lot of people will do it. Um, and like you said, Justin, it's it's just basically to get whatever that client is um, to to satisfy the client. So if I wanted to cinch in my waist or make myself look like you said, bigger butt or whatever the case may be. I'm not against it, but if it's a stage photo from a competition, no, that makes no sense to me. Um, yeah, I didn't put up a box. I should have. Do you have any more? Maybe we cover one more here. Yeah, uh, one of was digestion. So it's actually a client of yours. So we were, and this is just, this isn't even in the box. We were just kind of talking about us, kind of helping him out. Um, he's a guy that, it's hard for him to eat anyways, or he doesn't want to eat this and that. You know, oh, like, no, you know. <laughs> anyways, he has like a big shake in the morning and everything like that. But the guy is like, you know, he's not real active otherwise. So I told him, you know, he's like, man, it's just like, I'm so bloated after this meal, this and that. So I told him, I was like, all right, break down what you're doing, this and that. And I was going to ask you, how often do you see clients of yours? And how can you tell a lot of times if somebody has like a gluten intolerance? I mean, you, you you should know if you have a gluten intolerance because you're going to eat a meal and like you'll instantly feel like like you just like ate like a pizza because it's like it, it messes your stomach up so bad. There's a difference between your stomach feeling full because like you ate a meal and you're just not able to eat a lot of food um, and like eat having a gluten intolerance. Like, and there's levels, no, like, there's levels to the gluten intolerance too. Like yeah. some people get swollen, like their face gets swollen and like, that's um, and their belly just like, it, they, I mean, I just feel like you should definitely know. I mean, and there's ways to test it too. So, um, there, it's, I, I like to just say biofeedback. However you feel like if you eat your first meal and you feel like shit after it, or you you eat your first meal, you feel great. And you eat your second meal, and then you feel like just super bloated, like this and that. You will know that something in that second meal is what messed with you. But if you ate it, you know, and you felt like terrible after your first meal, something in that meal, you know, is is kind of messing with you. A lot of times, it's going to be a processed, you know, food source, yeah. or it's going to be in his case, which I think I told him just just to switch to gluten free oats. That's one of his main components of his. Yeah, I'll, I'll say glutes, like oats, oats mess a lot of people up, even if like gluten-free or not, because they're so high fiber. Yeah. So that's something he, he needs to look at. Um, Cause like you're, you're doing a shake and you're throwing down 80 to hundred grams of oats in your stomach like that. It's probably not a gluten intolerance issue. It's probably just the amount of fiber that you're, you're like, it's like skipping the digestive tract. Like mm-hmm. your digestion starts when your saliva gets on the food. Like when you throw a shakedown with oats in it, like that's super hard on your stomach. So I imagine 
that's probably what's happening, which you need to tell this guy he needs to eat his damn food because I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, so like just helping people out with that. But as far as like digestive issues, what is one of the most prominent digestive issues that you see in your in your competitors? It's usually like intolerance to egg whites, yep. eggs, and then like just adjusting their fiber. Like some people like they can't do greens like all day long you know you do them for every meal yeah. some people like I have a girl who she can't do them for every meal she's she can do them like twice a day lower volume because if she does too much it messes her stomach up and then I have people who they can't do egg whites um they can't do eggs um those are the main ones and then you have people that drink egg whites I think that will tear your stomach up too mm -hmm. um I mean obviously like there's instances where like you know, chickens hard on people and, you know, you just gotta, but the main ones are those, those that I, that I talked about. So it's like, you have to like, you have to be a good client here and, and just see how you feel after these meals. Like you can't and just you be like, you know right. Like if you eat a meal and it doesn't feel right, like you said, and you eat another meal and it feels like, okay, well then take that, take something out of that meal the next day and see if you feel fine. And if you feel fine, it's probably what you took out. You know, it's the, just the food elimination. That's why most of my meals, almost every meal, my main carb source is going to be a rice-based carb Same. source because you know rice is going to digest. And it may not for some people, but for me, rice, if I eat, if I eat 500 grams of rice every single meal, I would digest it like it's water. Like, yeah. it just, it's just how it is. Yeah. Um, but on the other side of that, say you just like an overall digestive health, like what would you describe or what would you prescribe to somebody that's like, man, my digestion just feels whack. I like to start them off with move in the morning, get 20 minutes of cardio in the morning, make sure you get at least a, a liter of water in before that meal. But also what are some, some supplements or digestive aids that you would tell somebody to start taking? I like... I, I don't obviously like, I like doing what you said first, like first it needs to be, it needs to be food elimination. And then it needs to be moving around after meals, like get your body moving. Like don't go sit down or go to bed after you ate a big meal. Um, just move a little and let the food get to moving. And then I go from there and then it's like, okay, well, let's add a probiotic. Um, and then um, obviously digestive enzymes um, with larger meals, um, I'll do that with guys who are eating a lot of food. Um, but I don't like to use enzymes unless like it's needed, you know, um, with guys like you, it's okay because I know like the amount of volume of food you have to eat. Um, and you've always done well with them. Yeah. So like, you say, my first, my okay. first, like what you said, be food elimination, then moving. I like, I like to have my clients, especially in the all season are eating big meals, have them do a 10 minute walk post meal is normally it helps a lot with insulin sensitivity too but uh if it gets down to where they're eating super a lot like me i'll keep it in all the time every single meal especially right now i have one cap of a digestive enzyme uh two caps of a berberine pill um two caps of a ventilated sulfate and two caps of ala and like i'll notice that they'll always like it doesn't matter like my stomach yeah i might be full you know a little bit maybe a little distended but i never have like bad digestion i'm always using the bathroom every morning and also i use the the greens powder in the morning and the evening and calm 
in the evening too. More yeah, I, uh, Revive has uh, a good um, GI product. And I just started using it again. I noticed like I'm going to the bathroom way more. So I really like that. Um, my clients have loved that as well. So that's a good one too. If you. Is that GI Plus? Yes. Yeah. Tuttle is really big on y'all's fiber, your greens, and the GI Plus and collagen in, in just like a morning shape. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. And I like if I'll do my GI Plus, collagen, greens. Um, am I missing something? Fiber sometimes. If I'm going to do the shake in the morning, I I won't do fiber. But if I'm not, then I then I'll add some fiber. So, um, what is uh, what do you notice if a client's having too much fiber? Uh, having trouble going to the bathroom. Like you, I mean, your like stool gets like, I it's like too much information, but it gets like sticky. Like it's hard to go because like you have so much fiber and like you've you've probably went to the bathroom like when you've you know had way too much fiber um it's hard to explain on this I thought, like, it was, I thought it was the opposite i thought too much no no, no i i anytime i do high high fiber um like i always have people complaining about like trouble going to the bathroom um and when they do it's like it's not solid it's like um yeah, you know without going into details it's not solid it's just it's not um and it usually like i i think like a good fiber amount anyways is probably like around 35 40 grams but if like someone's not doing any fiber you can't take them straight to 35 or 40 grams because then that will happen so i always just add greens first then a fiber supplement and then go from there obviously like you get you know, from fruits and oats and all that. So, would you say rest and recovery will, will play a huge part in having digestive issues? Oh yeah, yeah, because that's a because it's a stress because it's a stress thing. So your stress is high. Um, it affects like literally everything. Like if I'm having, so when I travel, I'm like a very stressed person just because I'm usually traveling to shows. So I'm already stressed, and then I just have a weird. <laughs> I have a weird um, fear of, of planes. Like, so I'm, when I get off that plane, it's like I'm pregnant because my digestion is so backed up because my stress is so high. So, I mean, that's what you'll see in, in clients. Like, they're like, hey, like, you know, that's why you get biofeedback. Like, hey, my digestion's messed up. Okay, well, where's your stress? Oh, my stress is crazy high. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. definitely a big, big factor in, in digestion. Yeah, stressor. You're talking more about overtraining, aren't you, Tamara? Yeah, so like, yeah, overtraining, and then so by the time you know you, let's just say for example, um, I I actually know someone they train like super late at night, and it's they're done at eleven midnight, and then they're back up at five in the morning for a fasted cardio, where you haven't even given your body time to even recover from the previous day and you're you're going 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 so you got the training part down and you're even doing the diet correct but you're not digesting the food which is because you're not giving your body time yeah because it doesn't matter how hard you're training how hard you're dieting if you're not resting at all you're missing a part of the picture right a lot of people don't know that and i had to learn this too you can get a lot more out of a lot less training if you're recovering a lot better. Okay. I've had to learn that too. Is you can only recover 
when you're not in the gym, you're not recovering while you're in the gym. So a lot of people kind of get that backwards, but it is a, it's a learning curve too. But um, the big recovery deal is if you're not letting that stressors get down, your cortisol is going to be up, hormones will be all out of whack, especially for women. It was like a little cortisol for women can go a long way. Skyrocket. Yeah, I had to learn that too. Um, rest is how important it is. That was one of the things that changed for changed for me this year. I was able to rest more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that included, you know, leave, not leaving work super late at night so I can get to the gym at a different out, different time of the day. And, you know, so I can get home at a decent hour so I can rest. And so all that does play a huge part. Um, just to go back to the control most of the time. If it's in your control, why would you not have all variables perfect, you know? Yeah. That's kind of how I am. Like when, when Ty was talking about, he knows just from me staying with him or just us staying together at shows, like, he's like, I'm over here, like, knocking on his door, like, hey, you know, come look at me. It's like 5.30 or 6 in the morning because my body gets up at that time. You know, I take do my cardio, take my morning subs, yeah. my morning drink, and everything's rolling. I like to keep it as perfect as possible. Yeah. So it's oh, when, I, when I was in Vegas, when I was in Vegas, this is, this is a true story I'm going to tell you all before we get off of here. I was so tired because, like, obviously, like, I'm, like, grinding, you know, trying to get everyone on point. And I – um gave Justin a key to my room like the night before and I'm not kidding you I wake up in the morning and I roll over and like I sleep naked so like I'm butt naked and I just kind of like get up and I look over and he's sitting by my bed in the chair I'm like <laughs> he's like I'm ready for check like, oh my god I don't I'd only been there for a couple minutes but still I was, I was like, like I want to wake him like, up I wake up he's like he he was up I remember you you had texted me like three o'clock in the morning or something like that and I got up like two hours later and I was like damn you know, I know he's only been asleep for like two or three hours but I really want to get seen so I can go ahead and eat my meal or whatever like that but yeah it's a true story meanwhile I'm a, I'm I'm the opposite like Ty has to text me he's like what you doing I'm like chilling <laughs> you know i'm like are you ever gonna come to my room <laughs> like total chill mode the whole time um well all right guys that's all we have for you today we covered tamira's prep her into her pro debut justin's prep and and some and some good questions so follow us on um, social media my instagram is prestige underscore physiques I have uh, my personal, which is Justin underscore Wyatt 24. Um, and then my coaching page is Addicted Athletics 24. The gym is Rough House Fitness. Well, follow me, Instagram, Joy of My Soul. That is that is my IG. There's no IFBB beside it yet? Hmm. Not in my Instagram name, no. It's like, that's just like putting putting fit somewhere in your name. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you all gotta right. do. You're gonna run and do it as soon as it happens. Turn pro, and before you get off stage, you gotta have IFB inside the name. Um, make sure you guys tune in next week. We really appreciate the support. With that being said, have a great rest of your week, and we will see you guys in the next episode.